When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, before we get going, let's give a quick shout out to our partners here at Auburn Live and the Auburn Live show. First of all, Southeastern, great bar in downtown Auburn, fantastic two-story building, beautiful place. Uh, great lounge upstairs, tons of TVs, outdoor seating area, some finger foods and stuff like that as well. Awesome location in downtown Auburn. Go visit Southeastern. Great game day experience, uh, weekend experience. Um, just go check them out. Southeastern on Magnolia. Other partner, the Irritable Bow restaurant, also on Magnolia on the other side uh, of the street in downtown downtown Auburn, down, down Magnolia. Go check them out. Really good Chinese bao uh, food, uh, sh- shrimp, shrimp rolls and, and steak, steak and, and, and chicken uh, skewers and um, rice bowls and just a bunch of bunch of good stuff, man. If you've never had Chinese bao, it's really, really good. Shout out to our friend Whitley Dykes. Um, they get you in and out really quickly. So if you ever see a line, don't worry. It moves quickly. Go check out the Irritable Bao restaurant downtown Auburn and uh, tell them Auburn Live sent you. All right, let's go. Hey, welcome in to another Auburn Live show. We made it. We officially made it. I said we made it for Friday because that's sort. it feels like game day on Friday, but this is Saturday morning and we made it. It's game day. You're listening to this. You're, you're on your way to Auburn or you're driving around town getting errands done before the game or whatever you got going on. Um, glad you could join us on the Auburn Live show. I am Justin Hokinson and with me, as always, every Saturday morning, this is the Modcast. That means that we have our two experts in recruiting and all things Auburn, Jeffrey Lee and Cole Pinkston. What's up, fellas? The Mod yes, Squad. The Mod Squad. Look at you. That's Back at one. it again. I like it. Man, we made it. There's going to be fans in the stands. Did y'all catch some football? Um, you know, Boise State, Central Florida, or or, uh, or uh, Ohio State, Minnesota? Any oh, yeah. catch some games? All over it. Yeah. No, I the first half. I caught the first half of the UCF game, man, but, you know, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> no, right? I understand. So, the Central Florida thing, you know, like, I mean, I guess I could make sense of it, you know, of, of the people that wanted Central Florida to lose because of Gus. I, I guess just one of those things, like, if he's, not, if, if he's not with you anymore, then he's against you. I guess it's just some kind of basic level of, I don't know, maybe Auburn fans are worried that if he goes there and does awesome, that it, it'll make them look bad for firing him. I'm not sure. I guess everybody's got a different – a different take on and there's some fans that want him to do great I, I it was weird last night it's kind of a mix of it was a mix of people like wanting central florida to lose and wanting to win and i'm not i'm not rooting against t-will that's for dang sure see that the, the two things i took away from last night in the, in the first half that i watched was when i got this morning i wanted to see how the ucf defense ended up i think they gave up 40 something yards rushing all night one touchdown in the second half so he, t-will really shut them down in the second half 
the turning point in the game, Cole, correct me if I'm wrong if you or if you disagree, was Avalos, Avalos calling a timeout right before half when UCF had the ball. It was third down. Now, I can understand his thinking here, but he was running that clock down trying to get to halftime with his, what, two-touchdown lead? Or, or maybe it was 17-point lead. Was, he, calls yeah. a ti- he calls a timeout yeah. with yeah. 34 seconds or something like that. UCF scores three plays later. Huge turning point in the game. Yeah, it was huge. You're right. There, uh, clock, uh, man, it's easy. Uh, obviously, you can look back, but uh, th- I thought that was – after that happened, I went to bed knowing that when I woke up, UCF was going to win. Well, you know, we've seen uh, – We've seen Gus's time management right before half and with, with limited uh, <laughs> seconds on the clock. So, you don't yeah, want to give was, That was an interesting game. I also think Auburn fans were secretly – well, not secret, maybe not secretly, but they were also like, okay, so if Boise wins, that means – that makes me feel better about Harson, right? It's just kind of like a weird, you know, thing too, which obviously that's that's not the case. I mean, he built a good program there, and whether they won or lost yesterday. It was just kind of – it was a funny – Funny game to happen, like with Harson being at Auburn now is weird. Um, and then, of course, Ohio State looked fantastic. They got athletes all over the place. Um, all right, let's get into this. Let's talk a little Auburn Akron first. Um, and then we can talk a little bit of big picture recruiting. The War Room has, has been up at AuburnLive.com. I'm sure a lot of people have read it. If you haven't, go check it out. Um, there's also some news on Zion Cruz, uh, the big basketball target that, that we'll hit on here in a few minutes as well who's going to announce his decision tomorrow on Sunday. Um, all right, Auburn-Akron. I mean, look, we all expect Auburn to win. They're a 37-point favorite. That's not really what Saturday's about. Um, Jeffrey, what are, what are you looking for uh, out of this game and kind of what's, what's sort of your predictions for how things play out? What are some things you'd like to see? Just kind of, just kind of give me your thoughts going into this game. I, I, I'm big picture on this game, right? I don't, I, I'm not breaking it down and doing all that. I want to see more discipline. I want to see just a, a more polished team with more confidence. I, I want to I want to watch a game and have confidence in the coach that the decisions he's making are the best ones, which I didn't have all the time. You know, I didn't have those all the time with Malzahn. I, I'll admit it. I tell him to his face, man. You know, some of the times I doubted what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, and you, you look at Bruce Pearl, you don't doubt anything. Uh, you know, if Bruce Pearl calls that timeout last night, I'm not doubting it. Uh, but I, I want to see just overall team improvement, um, just the confidence there, the confidence level for me. I want to walk away from that game going, Alan Green made a great hire. Yeah. Yep. What do you think, Cole? I know you had um, kind of your questions going into the game, things you're looking for. Yeah, I have a lot of specific questions just about uh, different players in the offensive line and in the pass rush, but I'm kind of with Jeffrey. I mean, the best teams always make the easy games look easy, you know. So, so is that how is that how the Harson era is going to be for Auburn, or do you have games that come out of the blue and, and Auburn struggles when they play people like Mercer and Jacksonville State and and uh, go to overtime and things like that, or do they make it easy, kind of like the the best teams do right now? So I'm looking for that. Do they execute well? Do they look crisp doing it? Does the defense, you know, do they not allow big plays? That kind of thing. That's I think that's really important moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I think 
you know, there's there's only so much you can learn in a game like this because, you know, what one of the things that Brian Harson talked about was, um, you know, when adversity hits, what does your team do? Things like that. I'm not sure they're going to hit that much adversity on Saturday. Um, certainly not the kind of adversity that he's probably referring to. Um, you know, hey, you're down, you're down two touchdowns and, and you're struggling running. Like, what do you do? You know, I don't think they're going to run into that kind of adversity, but um, I think it's just an opportunity to go out there and, and continue to be consistent. If that's what, if that's what you've done in practice, uh, do it in a game. All eyes will be on Bo Nix, obviously. Um, and they'll be watching his footwork and, and, and to see what he does. I'd probably say it's going to be the most attention. They're going to be, they're going to be dissecting Bo Nix's play like crazy. Um, do we see D, do we see TJ Finley in this game? I mean, I would if Auburn's up four touchdowns. I mean, I don't see why not. But like, if we do win, and what 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 do you think, um, Jeffrey? Do, I mean, there's no dent. I mean, Bo, I feel like has got a decent head on his shoulder. Where they're probably up front with all these guys before the game, going all right here, but here's the deal, Bo. Like we're you're playing, but like kind of regardless, midway through second quarter or second, we're we're, we're going to get TJ some 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 reps or some or some snaps or some drives. I'm sure they're up front with them about that stuff. Um, but w- 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 how do you see it playing out? I think you absolutely have to get Finley some reps. And I mean, some significant reps. You've got to have your number two guy ready to go. Uh, especially with this offensive line. Yeah. Oh, That's true. so yes, I'm, I'm expecting to see <laughs> Finley with maybe 30 to 40% oh, wow. of the snaps. I think he, he finishes out maybe the last third of the game. I think you want to get Bo. You obviously want to get him some live reps in this new offense and some of the new personalities he's got around him, absolutely. But, man, you've got to have T.J. Finley ready to go. And I think it's all going to be mop-up duty. I'm, you know, I'm guessing from the second quarter on, the game's going to be over by the end of the first quarter. Yeah. You get Bo some more snaps, and then you turn it over um, when you're comfortable. But I think T.J. Finley at least gets a quarter. He, you know, at least 25% of the game if not more, bring him in the second half, maybe let Bo lead the first drive of the second half, then pull and let, and let Finley finish it. That's see, that's an interesting, interesting dynamic because um, I I would agree with you, except for the fact that, 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 but like Bo's in a brand new offense too. So you're like, okay, we have, but Bo, we got to get him reps in this thing, but then we have to get Finley reps too. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I guess you could look at it and say, well, we got Alabama State too, so we really have eight quarters to to how how do we get how do we make sure Bo's comfortable, but also get Finley the time. We have eight quarters to do it before you go to Penn State. So maybe you can look at it that way. Maybe Bo plays more than you think against Akron, and TJ plays more against Alabama State. I have no idea, Cole. You've yeah. been in a football yeah. program before, but I, I don't know. Maybe you just say, I got eight quarters. What's what am I doing? I'm I'm leaning more towards. Bo plays a little more, you know. I think Finley finds finds himself in the game later if it's if it's sort of lopsided. Uh, I, I just don't think he's going to get crucial snaps. You know, when the game's on the line early in the game, I think that's going to be all Bo. Yeah, when the game's on the line, like kickoff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on Tiger Walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, right. so, Cole, you think you think you think Finley's going to get the second half of the fourth quarter? I wouldn't go that far. I think he probably plays most of the second half, if I had to guess. But I, I don't, I don't see him playing the first four or five drives. Oh yeah, That's no, 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 yeah. 
You think I hear he's you. in the first half? I don't think he gets in in the first half. What did you say, Justin? Does TJ Finley play in the first half? I don't, I don't think so. That's just, no way. That's my feeling on it right now. No way. I would be surprised if he if he got a like a full drive in the first half. I, I, why, why would he? I, I I don't see him coming in until I'm, I'm I don't know why. Maybe Tuberville did this a lot. He you go out the second half, you get another you get a drive in, and then you know your starters come out, and and, and the guys finish third and the fourth. I think that's Pitt Finley's role. I think you're going to get eighty percent of the second half. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it'd be a big statement if 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 Bo played eighty percent of the game. I, I think it would be a big statement of them saying, "Hey, w- you're the guy, and you need reps in this offense so much sure. so that we're we're going to give you. You're going to be like I, I think that would be if we come away from this game potentially where maybe Finley plays less than we thought he would have. Um, that would be interesting to me too. I think it would be one, hey, we got to get Bo Nix reps, but it would be an investment to me. It would be a clear investment in Bo Nix and a clear signal that he's our guy. And and, and yeah, we need Finley to get reps, but more importantly, we need Bo Nix to get reps. I, I, I can absolutely agree with that. You know, we don't see what's going on. They know a lot more about it than we do. Yeah. Does does Bo need those reps? Yeah. Then, then absolutely they're going to get him. <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coming to guess, yes. Um. Yeah. So all eyes are going to be on that. That's going to be examined. Oh my gosh. Just please, if Bo Nix throws a pick in the first quarter, I, I'm I'm going to put my earbuds in and and I just it's going to be. I'm like, just please don't, because it you know the chatter's already there, right? There's already people that are like, hey, well, DJ Finley, you know. So all he needs to do is kind of make some dumb pass or something for people to go. Oh boy, the murmurs will happen in the crowd and. Oh, oh yeah, boy. it'll be a lot. He's, people people write columns. It'll be great. Hey, He's hey, under class for sure. The the worst thing that could happen is is him make a mistake and then put TJ Finley in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That doesn't. Let's hope that doesn't happen. All right. So, okay. So Bo Nix, we, we know all eyes are on Bo Nix. We'll all be watching him. Here's an interesting question, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot because I haven't thought about it much myself. But instead of in a game like this where you're looking at it thinking, what do you want to see? What about from the perspective of what do you not want to see? I mean, so you have a game like this where, where, where you know, Auburn's going to win and they're probably going to run the ball pretty well. And there's, is there anything they could do on Saturday? Is there anything they could do today against Akron that would, that would wave a red flag? Is there anything you could see that you go, um, if, so that's not great against Akron. That, that's a problem. Like, I mean, just what, what, I don't know exactly what it would be. Maybe it's blown coverage in the secondary, or you know, maybe there's some miscommunication that starts happening, or yep. you know, maybe that offensive line is still not getting good push, or maybe both. You know, what, whoever it is, but is there anything in particular that you're like, if they do it Saturday, uh, that could that that's a real problem? Jeffrey? To me, it, it goes back to my big picture thing of what I wanted to see. So what I don't want to see are penalties, turnovers, uh, miscommunication. You know, I want to see uh, organ organization, leadership. That's what I want to see. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see a cluster. <laughs> you know, I don't want to yeah. see mistakes, mental mistakes, physical mistakes. I don't want to see that. That's what I kind of going back to that. What I want to see is I want to see all. I don't, I don't want to see any of that. I want to see a 
as well oiled as it can be expected from yeah. a first from a first year coach. I really yeah. do. I want I want to see that, man. I, I want to see discipline and um from the from the players on down. I mean from the coaches on down. Yeah. I agree with that too. Uh, you know, cuz I mean the games I mentioned before that that Auburn had to play close in that they weren't supposed to play close in. It wasn't a an issue of talent. It's an issue of of mistakes. You know, shooting yourself in the foot. Is that going to stop? I mean, is that and it's a game by game thing. But but you know, we see how that's going to play out pretty well in the first game against you know a thirty with a thirty seven point uh, favorite in Auburn. So. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. I, I, with what you said, Justin, the offensive line getting a push, uh, that's – me being an offensive line guy, that's the thing I, I go to first. You're supposed to push around, uh, you know, defensive fronts. Well, like, like dominate, after. right? Like they Dominate, they, they right. Dominate on Saturday, yeah. right? Like if they're, yeah. not, if they're not clearing massive holes, if it's, if it's like three and a half yards of carry, I'm probably going to be a little concerned. Yes, you should dominate those kind of teams. But uh, – you know, on the other side of that coin, can you can you pass protect? If you can't pass protect against Akron this weekend, it, it might be a really long season for who, whatever oh, yeah. court game. I don't care if it's Finley or Bo Nix; it doesn't matter. You you can't you can't uh, be running for your life all the time. You, know, you just can't. Yeah, and Finley's not going to be that guy either. So, well, and I like the discipline. I like the points y'all bring up about discipline because there's certain things you can obviously control and you can't control, and so like. I can't make the team any better talent-wise starting right now. It is right. what it is this year. Right. And I can't speed up the development process, but I can be disciplined and and I can cut down on penalties and, you know, execution can can kind of be there. So I think that's a really good point to, okay, if cut down on the margin of error, I guess, you know, if, if those yes. things are, if those things are doing well, then, you know, then there's other things you can't, you can't necessarily overcome at the moment, but let's overcome the things that you, that you can. And Gus on teams were, I guess it was up and down. I feel like there was yeah. some there were some years where they were okay, and then there were some t- times where they were not good with penalties. Uh, absolutely, it was kind of it was definitely not consistent in terms of the discipline. I'd, I'd say you weren't you're not sure what you'd get exactly. Yeah, for sure. So is, is this a? I mean, so I, Rob Pate, who's a contributor on our site, he he put in there his score prediction was fifty two to ten. Um, I hate score predictions. Um, yeah, terrible at them. I'm more like I'm more like trying to figure out maybe the margin, but I but but I'm, I'm terrible at score predictions. But when they're a 37 point favorite, um, 52 boy, if they scored 50 points, I mean that'd be kind of nice. Um, I'm not the sure. Only th- get there. The only thing I know about Akron is it is in Ohio, <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, did did Terry Bowden used to coach there for a minute? Okay. Yeah, he did. He had a little stop there. I can't. I can't even tell you anything more than that. So I don't know about Akron. I just know that that Auburn should dominate. I I would really love. I mean, this is one of the things I would love. I would love to see Auburn get a shutout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love to nice. see the defense shut their asses out. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That that would be. I wonder when the last time they shut somebody out. They're they're yeah. the, they're the kangaroos. They, they, their their mascot's a kangaroo, by the way. Really, it's like the zips, but I don't know what the that zips. Is. Not a real thing, so they decided to make their mascot some kind of kangaroo-looking deal. Like they zip up the pouch, the <laughs> kangaroo pouch. <laughs> I, I mean, don't I don't know. know what the hell. I don't know either. It's I have, I have no um, I have no idea where that came from. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm going to learn as much as I can about the zips over the next six hours. Well, because Auburn, Auburn's uh, football put out a graphic and it was like game one and it was. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was like kangaroos. I'm like, I, I mean, I hope no. If, if they're if they're listening, Auburn social uh, media department, you guys do a great job. But the graphic was like fo- Auburn football players. You're looking at them from the back, and then in the in the background is the stadium. In between the stadium and the players are are some kangaroos. Like all like Auburn's players are hunting the kangaroos. Um, yeah, they're they're yeah. basically where tailgate guys is so they're going to have to clear out because there's a lot of white tents that have got to go up there so this, those kangaroos have got to go but i was like hmm it was very odd weird kangaroos there's not even kangaroos in north america yeah, i don't even know yeah and i think they're protected i was about to say i think species. they're protected i'm not sure we're sending the right message i don't know between that and the targeted i guess um, tiger tigers aren't today. in north america either though are they <laughs> tigers aren't sure either. It's a little, there's, there's a lot of aggression going on. Of course, then you have the 2023 recruiting where was, all, all you had was targeted and you had dudes in like a scope. Yeah. Um, that was weird. Very. Uh, somebody woke up and chose violence. <laughs> 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 oh, man. For those that don't know, 2023, Auburn, you know, could start talking to them or I guess contacting them. And they had these graphics that they've made and they were texting these kids, I guess, or sending them on Twitter or whatever. And it was just like, it was the kid's last name on the back of his jersey. And it just says, you've been targeted. <laughs> and, uh, and run, you got 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, but then they had like a scope. It was like you were looking through a scope and it was like right on the, the player's back shoulder blades. And I thought, I mean, that's a little aggressive. <laughs> oh oh man yeah times you've been targeted yeah it was a little it was a little it was a little much um all right so that's 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 what i used to say (laughs) girls in the 10th grade (laughs) send them a little note (laughs) you've been targeted (laughs) yeah how'd that work out work out pretty good no dude i didn't have girlfriends when i was in college Maybe, uh, maybe, but we'll... I had some good targets. <laughs> oh, man. That's good stuff. Well, yeah, you've been you've been targeted. Um, all right, so pretty. I, I'm going to say Auburn probably. Let's say Carlson gets some field goals in there. So let's say they score six touchdowns and and a couple of field goals. So I'll go 48 for Auburn and and probably seven for Akron. That's what I'm yeah. going to go with. I just can't imagine Akron. I, mean, I think Auburn's defense, I mean, I don't know that they're going to they're going to score. I mean, what, it's what's the over-under? What's the over-under? Do not know. I Dude, I, I'm going 40 to nothing. <laughs> Shutouts are hard, man, no matter who you play. It's like, it's like you know, whatever. I mean, it, shutting out, shutting out. Except for UAB. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a shutout. I, I think you might see just a couple of big plays for Akron just as they're trying to – you got guys learning the new scheme and all that. So, um, they'll have some adjustments to make after some big plays probably. I, I would say – I'd say they score at least once and kick a field goal, I'll say uh, 45 to 10, Auburn. Yeah, I think something in there. Um 
It'd be nice to have no turnovers. That'd be nice. It's kind of one of those things you can control um, your sloppy play and things like that. So Auburn and Akron, 6 p.m. Um, it's not on TV. It's streaming. I think it's ESPN Plus, maybe something like that. So it's it's not going to be easily accessible. Um, but I don't think it matters. Most people are going to be watching Georgia and Clemson anyway. Let's be real. Um, that's a big game. Um, let's let's we we'll, we can give a few thoughts on that. I mean, you got Alabama, Miami, Georgia, Clemson. Any thoughts on on? Uh, let's start with Georgia, Clemson. Um, any thoughts on that game? I mean, I don't. I, I, to me, I think both those teams could probably still make the playoff even if they lose because they're they could still win their conference. Especially Georgia, there's still so many big games left. But um, being played yeah. in Charlotte. Obviously, you have a bunch of talent coming back on Georgia's offense. You have a new quarterback in in uh, at Clemson. I'm not even going to pronounce his last name. Is let's just go with DJ. Um, <laughs> but he's but he's supposed to be really, really, really good. Um, that's for sure. Um, any thoughts? Is this a game that? that What's Georgia's, the line? Oh gosh, it's probably not, but a couple points. I mean, Clemson comes in third. Georgia. Where do they play in Charlotte? You said in Charlotte. Yeah. See what the line is. And the first, I gotta think it's no more than a field goal. I mean, season openers are so difficult because you have no idea about these teams. Yeah, yeah. there's some injuries too. Like there's already right. some guys banged up. Like Pickens is banged up. There's somebody from Clemson. Like there's already a couple of starters that are banged up. I think for both teams. Uh, yeah, I think Lyman's down. Georgia lost a few guys on the offense, I believe. Yeah. Is JT Daniels any good? He's good. Clemson by three, by the way. Clemson's a three-point favorite. Interesting. Clemson is a three-point favorite in this game. Yeah, JT Daniels is expected to be, you know, outstanding. You know, um, yeah, I think that the the lines have been made a big deal. I think Clemson replaces some some. I think they're going to rotate some offensive guards, and then of course you've got Jordan Davis, that massive, massive human being. Oh yeah, on the defensive line for Georgia that could cause problems. And so I think that's the question. Can Clemson's offensive line deal with Georgia's defensive line? Um, I think that's kind of the the big the big question mark. Georgia seems like a little bit more stable at the moment. Yeah. I think I would if it's three to Clemson, I think I would take Georgia on that plus three. But <laughs> predicting the winner's a little bit tougher. I'd probably go with Georgia if I was predicting that. I just think they're they're going to be pretty good this year. JT Daniels looked good at times last year, so so did DJU as well. So DJU, DJU, DJ Blackjack. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I'm not. Last name. I'm a step uh, away. From. I'm I'm going Clemson by ten. Ooh, hey, all right. Go like, bold, son. That would be a shocker. Uh, I mean, Georgia. Georgia fans always are, you know, obviously the best a different world, but um, they're awesome, aren't they? Boy, if they yeah. if they lost by ten, they, I mean, they they think they really think this is the year. This is the year for them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they you know, they think they're the most talent in the, in the conference. I mean, they think this is the year. JT Daniels coming back. They got you know, they just they think heard, this is the year uh, they can do it. I heard Texas thought it was their year as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Georgia's yeah. Georgia has a, a heightened uh, sense of um, you know what they what they think they are a lot of times. But they're gonna be they're gonna be awfully good. Alabama, Miami, no chance. Miami, no chance. That game, no chance. It's not even gonna be close. Especially so, not in the no. I don't know seen anybody that story, else. Right? Like, how many times have we seen like Michigan, Alabama, USC, Alabama? Yeah. I mean, just whatever. And and you're like, oh, you know, it's kind of a name matchup. And then Alabama just trounces somebody. Right. Miami. I mean, Miami has Derek King. Yes, he's coming back for like his sixth year. 
but they just, you know, I, I don't know, unless, unless Bryce Young just flops in his first game somehow, but I don't, I don't really see how that can happen. He doesn't have to throw one pass for Alabama to win by three touchdowns. <laughs> Probably so. Going back yeah. to Georgia, though, Georgia's going to lose three games this year. Ooh. Yeah. What, I'm going to be Auburn? Potentially. And maybe Georgia, Tech. maybe Georgia Tech. Ooh. That is – Ooh. Y'all don't, y- y- y'all, uh, y'all don't say that somebody. <laughs> That's how I'm going to tease the show. Yeah. I wonder where they play Kentucky because Kentucky's supposed to be good this year too. I wonder, I wonder if that game's in Lexington. But Kentucky being good means they finish seven and five. You know, <laughs> people are thinking nine and three for Kentucky. In the East, maybe it's not a terrible schedule. I, I have to pull it up, but I looked at it the other day. You it's, can lose to the top three teams in the East and finish nine and three. Yeah, and they don't. You know, they don't play Auburn. Don't think they play Alabama. Like I think it's a like a potentially doable thing. Yeah. Um, all right, before we get out of here, let's talk recruiting a little bit. Um, let's let's keep it high level. No official visitors for Auburn and Akron today, but definitely some unofficial visitors and one big one in particular, Jeffrey. Let's just hit on, if you want to get the rest, go to the war room, read about the other guys that are coming, but there's kind of one big one that we have talked about. Uh, Jeffrey, t- t- talk about that one and, and sort of what it means to uh, Auburn's class. Darius Clemens. Uh, four-star wide receiver, top 60. I think he's number five wide receiver in the country on three. Wow. Flying all the way from Portland with his, with both parents, a couple of high school coaches. So this is a real deal unofficial visit. I mean, this is when I say unofficial. He took an official visit back in June. He wants to see Auburn. He wants to see Auburn. He wants to see the game day. He wants to see what it would be like if he played for Auburn. And I think that's what he's coming to do. Um, and – I kind of feel like that's the last hump Auburn needs to get over before he's ready to make his decision. You've got commitments coming in to make sure he has a good time and feels welcome and feels familiar and comfortable with Auburn. Damari Austin, Holden Garner, Mari Kelly, uh, Kobe Albert, all these cats are, I think there were eight or nine commitments uh, out of 11 coming in this weekend um, to, to, to get on him mostly. Um, uh, He's the main dog. He's the one. I think is just right there on the brink. They just need to get him over the edge and hoping they can do that to him this weekend. It, what about, I was sitting here when you were talking about that. Did, what does he want to see? Is it just an overall vibe? Like if, if obviously Bo's a junior. So if I was a receiver, I might not be that concerned with Bo Nix maybe and how he does, but I might yeah. want to see TJ Finley. Like, or like, does he want to see that? Or does he just want to get another look at Auburn and go, yeah, I can, I could go to school here, whether I play football here I, or not. I, is it just that? Kind yes. Of thing? Yes. Yeah, I, re- I really feel like that, and uh, he, he's such a – he's a bright young man. He's smart. He's very sharp. He, he's not coming down here just to play football. Um, so he's coming down to get the vibe, man. But he wants to see what it would be like to to, to play at Auburn. Um, you've got Holden coming up. You've got Demetrius Davis. I don't think the quarterback position of the future is concerned. You've got some really – and T.J. Finley's what, a sophomore? Freshman. He's a freshman. Last he's year didn't freshman. count. Yeah. So yeah. you've got – You've got three. You'll have three freshmen or sophomore quarterbacks on the roster next year, uh, who are all very good. Uh, um, I think he just wants to come down and get that last taste, and just to make sure he wants to make sure this is a he's a nine out of ten right now. And he hopes this weekend is a ten out of ten. I mean, so you could he? Pull, I mean, is it? Hey, I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to be prepared okay, for a okay, commitment. Okay. You know, that just doesn't happen much anymore, right? Um, yeah. you know, you just don't see kids 
impulsively committing or walking out of the game and or walking out of a visit and saying I'm committing. They walk out and say, I'm going to announce next Friday. I'm going to announce, you know, I'm going to announce September 19th, whatever it is. So I feel like there's some, should be some finality there as, but I will be prepared because I think it, it is a possibility, although maybe not likely. Yeah. Uh, just because of the culture in today recruiting is these kids want their moments. They want their big lead up to the announcement. So that's kind of what I'm expecting. Uh, but I will be prepared for anything. Cole, you've watched this film. Um, what kind of player is he? Does he remind you of anybody Auburn's had, or does he remind you of somebody that, that we could sort of put a face to? I mean, what's, what's his strengths? What's he do well? Uh, he reminds me of guys Auburn's recruited and, haven't quite gotten guys like maybe Justin Ross got that really big wingspan. He's fast, deceptively fast. He's got the really, really long strides and uh, he's always open. It doesn't matter if he's double covered. He he somehow gets open on his film and, and, and it hadn't changed this year as he's been a senior, you know, in camps and all that. So, uh, he's, he's got the body. He's got the hands. He's got the speed. I mean, everything that you want in a receiver, Darius Clemens is, 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 has the potential to be that. So, you know, uh, I, I think he's, he's one of the elite players in the country. I think if Auburn grabs him, it's going to be, it's going to be big for the offense, uh, moving forward. So yeah, he's, he's been impressive to me every time I've seen him. Is there has there been anybody else that's that's that um that the staff Harson and some of those guys that came from out west um are still like at the top of the list other than Clemens? Is there anybody else that that they were recruited that clearly was a target that over at Boise, and and then and now they're at Auburn that is still that kind of target because that that speaks I think to what they think about Clemens. I mean, you're coming to the southeast. You could throw a rock and you can go get football players. Just wrote so, about one last week, Malik Agbo, the uh, big offense, big offensive yeah. tackle from Washington State. Um, Agbo, okay, yeah. Agbo, uh, Harson and those guys recruited him. I think he said ninth or tenth grade. Just got to uh, Auburn, or just reoffered him. I, I reoffered him. Yeah, I think I so. Think, Isn't that right, Cole? I believe so. I think the previous staff probably offered him. Before. Yeah, right. So, so he's got he's that's another guy. And you look at some of the. 2023 guys there's some uh guys from out west pacific northwest yeah and even uh, even a couple of commitments right now like uh jay fair and michael riley ducker jay fair's from texas riley ducker's from nebraska but they were offered within two weeks of when harson took the job at auburn so So probably he he probably knew about them and he, he said okay get these guys offered well, that was my thought. I was just thinking, you know, you know, you, you go into the South and, and you've got players and athletes everywhere. And, and so I, I think it just speaks highly of, of those players that they said, yeah, we're, we're here at Auburn, but we still want you from, from Oregon or from wherever um, when you're, when you can recruit Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, on and on. I mean, I think, you know, Clemens is a really good player, but it just, to me, it just speaks more highly of him that it's like, we, we, you know, because you could move into a situation at Auburn and Southeast and go, well, let's reevaluate kind of everybody we offered before because sure. we're in the Southeast and geez, there's players everywhere. So let's kind of, let's see maybe where that guy might fit into the mix now. And if he's still into the mix now to the point where like he's the high priority, 
I mean, that's a that's a big deal. Yep. And you, you remember now, Clemens is the first guy that Harson and staff offered once they got the Auburn job. So they got yeah. into Auburn and said, hey, Darius Clemens, you're our first guy. Wow. You're the first offer we're giving out. And he was back home in Portland. So I think that, that meant a lot to Clemens. I think there was a relationship there long before uh, Harson and those guys got to, uh, to Auburn. And it's certainly played a factor. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll see how it goes with Darius Clemens. I do I do think yeah I think because of all that what you guys say I mean I think he's going to be like you know he's maybe one of the few guys that you can judge this staff on this in this class. I mean you can't judge him by a full class, but there's probably a couple of players that maybe you could go you know and he's one of them. If with that kind of yeah. relationship and that kind of dedication to him, if they were not to get him, that would kind of that would kind of be a a bummer. Um, I, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. For sure. Um, all right. So big, big football weekend. Next couple of weekends, official visitors coming in. Um, and then real quick, tomorrow, Zion Cruz is announcing who is the five stars, the five star. He is. He's number five 12. Star guard, um, who Jeffrey's been all over, you know, was kicking around announcing with Trey Donaldson a few weeks ago and then, and then held off. And of course, Jeffrey broke all that news. Now he's announcing again on Sunday, um, and Auburn is still one of his finalists. Um, Jeffrey, I know you kind of had an update on the board, um, but weird recruitment. Yeah, you know he came in June, official visit, left with Auburn on top. This guy's top ten player in the country, at least ranked by many. I think on three has him at number twelve, maybe number nineteen. He might have fallen a little bit, but he's a top twenty player consensus. ESPN on three rivals. Scout, or what is, what is it now? 20, 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was actually talking to Caldwell. Caldwell makes me think of Scout. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, you know, consensus top 20 player. And one that in years past, it would be a huge deal for Auburn to land, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you go back to like Corvatney Barber, how big of a deal that was, you know. Uh, but you're talking about a top 20, top 15 consensus player in the country, five-star guard from New Jersey. And Auburn's going up there, and this kid wants to come to Auburn, and how big of a deal it would have been in the past. And and now you've got Bruce Pearl and these guys being so selective and so selective that Zion's not the, at the top of their board at the guard spot. Hmm. So selective and feeling so good about the other guys that they go, hey, man, we're not ready to take you twice now. You know, he was going to commit last month. They said, no, nah, we're not ready. He's going to commit Sunday. No, not ready. And obviously he's ready to, you know, you can't blame the kid. Um, signing days in two months. Um, so he's got his finals of North Carolina, Creighton, and Auburn. It's certainly not going to be Auburn. I don't I don't know what uh, his status is with the other two programs, but um, I, I I do not see him committing to Auburn. Do not think that will happen. Well, yeah. Well, if it's not Auburn, I don't have any 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 insight um, one yeah, way or another. Man. But I would go with Creighton. I mean, because Creighton just had a really good recruiting class. Remember, they got who's who's the kid that left the class um, from Auburn just last year. He left because Auburn got Desi Sills and some guys, and he turned around and left from Oklahoma. Trey Alexander and um, Trey Alexander yeah. went to Creighton. Ended up at Creighton. Um, sure. 
and then of course I think they just got hit with some minor with some minor violations. <laughs> um, so if they get Zion, we're like, ah, makes sense now. Um, but yeah, they're whatever they're doing, they're stepping it up a little bit. So I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, if he ends up there, especially with Trey Alexander last year. And um, oh yeah, oh yeah, talent. they had a really really good class last year. Um, so we'll see how that breaks down. But Jeffrey's right now saying not Auburn. So if it is Auburn for some crazy reason. I would be on AuburnLive.com if that kid says Auburn because um, we'll all be surprised and not, you know, wouldn't exactly take it to the bank. That would make for a very awkward situation, I think. That would that would be a big oof. Oh boy, <laughs> that would be bad. All right, man. I hope everybody has an awesome Saturday. Great time at the game or tailgating, doing whatever you're doing. Uh, make sure and be on AuburnLive.com throughout. We'll have some coverage during the game. Cole will have some analysis going on during the game. So, so pull your computer or your yeah. phone up and, and um, just get it on that page. He'll kind of have a, an analysis, sort of a live analysis going on. So you can just literally be in the stands and just refresh it every few minutes. It's going to refresh and just sort of see what he's thinking. So Cole will have that going on during the game. And then of course we'll have quotes and, and, and post game coverage and, and sort of our thoughts after the game as well. We know everybody will be watching it and all that good stuff. So, um, until next time, thank you everybody for joining us and we'll be back. Um, I guess next time we talk to you, we'll be reviewing Auburn and Akron. Till next time, see ya. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.